It's Friday, July 3rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer, and uh, soon we'll be joined by Todd Paquette, the Indians' perspective uh, minor league insider, our, our guy who, who knows the ins and outs of uh, tribe prospects but as well as anybody. Uh, Hoynes, are you excited to get to, to talk to Todd and, and figure out what to expect from these guys who are going to be working over at Eastlake? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we'll see what, what he's found out about guys like Nolan Jones and Tyler Freeman and Bo Naylor, George, George Valera, Daniel Espino, you know, all those, uh, you know, the top, uh, the top young players in the Indians farm system. And uh, just uh, what, you know, how, how this, this, uh, you know, this, what this uh, three month camp will help or the 60 game camp will help, how that, how it will help them. Oh well, yeah, you've got uh, essentially three months, uh, you know, a month of training camp and then two months of the season. Hopefully they get through that. But uh, where all of your top prospects are going to be in one place and under a microscope there as opposed to spread out in different levels uh, in, throughout uh, the area or back in Arizona or wherever. So uh, just a unique circumstance brought on by this, this you know, once-in-a-lifetime, hopefully – a uh, different type of baseball season that we're experiencing. So when we come back, we'll be joined by Todd Paquette, uh, Indians Perspective, uh, Indians Pro on Twitter, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. And we're joined by Todd Paquette from Indians Perspective, uh, at Indians Pro on Twitter. Uh, Todd has a, a unusually uh, vast knowledge of the uh, <laughs> tribe prospects coming to, uh, up through the pipeline here and uh and we love to to chat with them and, and get some insights and and obviously now that the minor league season uh is not going to happen we kind of knew that for for a while now but with the the player pool having uh you know 15 to 20 guys prospects developmental uh type guys over in east lake uh, we thought it'd be a good chance to talk to todd and just get his ideas about who's going over there uh todd when you saw the list of players that are, you know, going to be working out at Classic Park in East Lake. Were you surprised by any of them? Uh, were you surprised that any of those guys were the ones that were picked over other uh, guys or, or or not? Go ahead, Paul. Did you have something? No, no. Okay. Um, uh, I I was um, had a little bit of insight that uh, Espino was going to be there. Just um, had some um, voices from his his inner circle just kind of let me know um, that he was going to be, uh, I was, I mean, I'm surprised he's there. He's the only, I found out today, he's the only teenager um, in any teams, uh, any teenage pitcher, pitching prospect in any of the major league teams uh, pro pool of 60. He's the only teenage pitching prospect. Everybody else is, you know, there's a couple guys, hitters that are teenagers in some of these, uh, other major league squads pool 60, but Espino is the only pitcher and he just turned 19. Mm -hmm. So uh, early this spring. Right. So, he, do he doesn't have a full year of, of pro ball under his belt. So no, that, he doesn't. that would no. mean every other guy in the uh, 60 player pool who's out there in the majors would, would have at least had a full year under his belt. Exactly. And, and a full um, spring training already. Cause this would have been his first spring training, minor league spring training this year. Cause he didn't have one last year. He just went, you know, into uh, rookie ball and short season. 
So that's, they, that's how highly they think of him. And that's how far I think they, um, he's, he's really polished for a 19 year old. Let's just say that. So that is a little surprising, but if you know his background a little more, not as much because I think overall he's considered their best pitching prospect. But then the other one is Ethan Hankins who just turned 20, <laughs> you know, this spring also, I think in uh, April or May. So those two are there, let's say, I guess, if you want to look as a fan, there are two prized possessions right now as far as young, um, potentially number one, number two starter type pitchers. So that was, that was interesting to see. And they are a lot, um, Indians have, from national media, um, have been pretty amazed, you know, at um, them throwing a lot of their younger guys into that, you know, 60-player pool. Now, are these guys going to see any time, you know, in Cleveland? No. <laughs> They're not going to start their clocks or anything. Um, and But they want to get them work with some of their, you know, head guys and keep track of them because, you know, they're they're thought of as – you know, some of the higher level talent in the organization. So, but those were interesting. Um, Bo Naylor, I was hoping was going to be there and he's their prize, you know, uh, I guess their number one ranked catching prospect. And he just turned 20. Um, and he was at Lake County last year. Um, but he was probably headed for Lynchburg. Um, Espino was going to head for Lake County. I found out. Um, so he was, you know, he finished last year in Mahoning Valley uh, but he was going to start the air and Hankins as well. So um, it, it's interesting to see a lot of those young guys like Valera, uh, George Valera, everybody, you know, is probably their best top hitting prospect uh, as far as the bat. Um, um, he, you know, he won't probably see Cleveland, but his bat, I mean, um, is his bat and then another one, Aaron Bracco, um, who I haven't talked to you guys yet much about, but I love Bracco. He was signed in the 2017 class. Both uh, him and Valera are both 19 years old. Um, actually, I think Bracco still, no, he just turned 19. Um, they're both 19 years old, both signed in 2017 international class. Uh, Valera of the Dominican Republic and Bracco uh, out of Venezuela. And um, uh, Bracco, as much as Valera's gotten the hype, Bracco actually signed for more money. He's a switch hitting second baseman mm -hmm. who is bat first. Uh, let's make that clear. You know, it, he, he will get to the majors because of his bat, not just, you know, he's not bad defensively, but it's not his forte. Let's just say that. Um, but he has tremendous power um, from both sides of the plate. Tremendous power. I think he had eight home runs in something um, between AZ, the Arizona Rookie League and Mahoning Valley last year and something like 50-some games. Um, and he was hitting home runs in Mahoning Valley. And if you know anything about the New York Penn League, it's a tough league to hit home runs. So I'm very high on Bracco, um, especially his bat. So that's another kid. Um, you know, I'd say out of the young guys – if you if you um, are interested in them, you know, Espino and Hankins pitching side, Naylor, Bracco, Valera. And then the one I am surprised about, but I found out some more information on him, is um, a lot of people know Brian Rocchio mm -hmm. out of Venezuela. 
So when minor league spring training ended, um, Aaron Bracco was on with a group of players that didn't make it back to Venezuela. They got sidetracked in Panama and then went to the Dominican Republic. The Indians sent them there at their academy. Well, those guys, um, there's a group of Venezuela prospects over at the Dominican Academy. Rocchio was able to make it back to Venezuela before the travel restrictions hit. Um, so the, the, um, the word I heard, and this is coming out of um, um, someone close to Rocchio, let's just say that, is that he is and could be part of this pool that's going to Lake County, but he is currently just stranded in Venezuela. Oh, wow. And, and um, they're not, I mean, I know I think Cesar Hernandez, you know, the Indian second, new second baseman, you know, he, I think he was in Venezuela, but, you know, as far as I know, you know, he's got, you know, can have private plane or something that can leave the country or whatever. But Rokios, he's not a priority, I guess. You know, the Indians, I guess, could or organizations can send, you know, uh, I guess private planes can leave the restricted areas and stuff. But he is currently stranded there and just hoping and waiting that he could get a flight, you know, into Cleveland. Rocco, bro, uh, Keekin, he's in the Dominican Republic. And it's a lot easier. Those guys can get a lot easier. I mean, they're not restricted to come fly into the United States from what I know. Or I, from, it's easier to get here. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. So he is able to make it while Rocchio isn't. And that's the difference between those two guys right now is Rocchio is stuck in Venezuela and Bracco was in the Dominican Republic and he can make it. Well, so, and, and I think Rocchio was, was up with the major league club yes. for a, for a, a time during spring training. So, Correct. you know, I, I, I'll bet you that the, the Indians would have preferred to have Rocchio in Eastlake. He probably would have, would have been yes. there if, if not for the Exactly, exactly. And um, that's what I, I was able to confirm that, that he, he is wanted, but he currently just cannot uh, travel. So he would be there with that group. And that would be one of the five remaining spots that they still have, you know, it, and that's why a lot of teams left roster spots open for things like that, where they can still, you know, finagle a couple things. Um, a couple other things I heard about those five last spots is, um, you know, a lot of teams are for free agents still that are out there, leaving them open. But uh, what I'm hearing is that the Indians, uh, two of their top uh, college picks, which is Tanner Burns and Logan Allen, mm-hmm. um, are probably going to be joining those two, uh, taking two of those spots and going to Eastlake as well uh, because they're more polished pitchers and they want to see him get some time in. Um, you know, with d- developing and stuff. So, um, I like Carson Tucker was their first round pick. He's a high school prep kid. He's probably not going to make it out there, but he's got a lot of time to develop. You know, especially just heading into next year. Those two other guys, I mean, Burns and Allen could perceivably help the team next year. So they they're probably going to see some time. Um, Burns hasn't announced that he signed yet, uh, but once he does sign. I, I figure that's when you're going to hear him and Allen might be headed to Eastlake. Right. So we, we had heard that there were uh, there was some contract language or something yeah. that was was holding up a, an announcement of additional players uh, actually on Thursday. So that that might be the issue that uh, you're, you're talking about, Hoinsey. What do you yeah. got? 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, they got smuggle Rocchio out of Venezuela, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Who can we yeah. send down there? Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, he's stuck. Um, from from what I've talked to with people, some some people close to him in his camp is that he's struggling, and he and a, another um, his actually his best friend is another very highly rated prospect, and you you would have probably heard about him more this year, but he's a six foot five, two hundred pound kid outfielder center fielder named uh, Alexfree Planez and he can play center field he can run but he has tremendous power and he's just 18 years old and he last year he played in six games in the Arizona Rookie League but he um, he fractured his uh, hamate bone and missed the development of the season and he's one of them that's going to really hurt him you know not getting that this year in the minor leagues uh, because he missed that much time last year but he and Rokio have had a terrible time just finding baseball fields to practice at, from what I've heard. They've been traveling around Caracas, Venezuela, just trying to find fields and places to practice and play um, right now. And, I mean, I've seen video of Rokio right now. He was in a, somebody's driveway, you know, just hitting balls off a mat and soft toss, you know, uh, because they're just having a hard time finding fields to even participate in. So he is hoping, I do know that, um, um, that there's word, uh, those kids over there, they, they usually sign up with Venezuelan league teams as well, winter league teams. And if he can't make it over here, he's hoping he can play in the Venezuelan winter league, but that's all dependent on if the Indians will let him or not. Yeah, sure. So. Well, maybe they could send Ozzie Guillen down there, or Carlos Baerga, <laughs> and uh, work some kind of deal out. See, I know. Take a, I know. Get Paul Dolan's private plane down there and get, get him out get of Get him over here, right? I know. Uh, what about a guy like uh, like a Will Benson who who didn't get an, an invite? But you know, is, does that maybe send a message to Will Benson? Hey, uh, you know, uh, we you're not as high up on the the uh, the list as one might think. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, uh, to a lot of their, I think the Indians do a very good job letting them, a lot of their players know where they kind of sit, you know, as far as the pecking order or where they're at as far as, I, I guess not a sit as far as the pecking order, but where they're at developmentally wise. And Benson's not ready. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys they have in this camp, I think they think in next year or in two years, they could be you know, helping the team. And, you know, um, all the guys that I, you know, I see, like I wrote down, you know, like Naylor, uh, he might be a little further away just because they usually tend to slow catchers. Um, I mean, catchers don't make it real quick up there because they learn to handle pitching staffs more and stuff like that in the minor league level first. But I mean, Rocco at second, you know, in two years, um, uh, Tyler Freeman, I mean, Freeman was probably next year, he was going to, his ETA maybe even to just get a call up at the end of the year, you know, but who knows if, you know, Frankie's not there or anything, you know, give him a shot. I don't know, but he, he's close. Uh, Nolan Jones. Um, I don't think you'll see Jones up there this year unless the Indians are totally out of it, but I don't think they'll start his clock anyways. Mid, um, mid, mid May of next year. At, yeah, the early, yep. at the earliest for, for Nolan, Nolan Jones. I know. Um, and he's really got to work on against left-handed pitching still. Right now, I mean, if he's up there right now, it's just going to be facing righties uh, still. But, I mean, he's still, I mean, 
got a huge um, ceiling toward him uh, for him. Uh, Valera, I think from what I've heard, I mean, even even last year, Valera's bat is is close. It's just the the whole rest of his game. I mean, he's just got a special bat. His bat speed and just temperament at the plate. He's just relaxed and calm. I mean, his bat is special, but it's the rest of you know his game and just understanding that needs to mature. But um, I mean, they they compared before he before he fractured his handmade bone two years ago. He was being compared to like when Juan Soto got called up for the Nationals. That mm-hmm. type of special bat that could you know make that big jump from you know just double a or even high a i think soto was high a or something to right to the majors uh, so love to see if uh, if valera has any dance moves in the in the batter's box like uh, like soto does yeah, like soto I, yeah. he's, I mean, he's not that type of personality i know that he's he's more laid back i'm pretty sure so hey, todd, todd what you know valera like grew up in the in new york and yeah. then went to back to the dominican to yep. sign what's the deal behind that um they he he was actually I, from what i know he was born in the dominican republic but then you know lived in new york for a while and um but then moved he moved back there or, or um at some point but i think it's 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 where they're it's it's interesting because i mean daniel spino you know we know he was born in panama yeah <laughs> and he he but he finished high school and stuff in um georgia, georgia. yeah so he he i think because of that enters you know the the draft valera as far as I'm, I'm, no he didn't he didn't graduate high school in new york i think he had moved back to the dominican yeah. republic so at that point he's he's considered international you know he's not yeah so that that's the deal with that but yes he did live in new york for a time and i think i know he still has a lot of family that live in new york right now yeah, so, I'd heard he was playing, you know, on amateur teams. Yankees were looking yeah. at him, you know. So, yep. And, and then yeah. he goes back to the Dominican. The Dominican, and, and yeah. signs with the Indians. You, you almost wonder if, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have any knowledge to it, but it's like if he knew, it, they knew if he did that or went that way, he would get a bigger contract, yeah, you I know, as that, an international free agent. You know what I mean? So I, I don't have any knowledge into that. So I'm not, I mean, it's just speculation, but it, it, it could have been something to do with that but uh yeah he got he got he got a good he got a good signing bonus <laughs> let's just say that so yeah. Todd what are you going to miss most this summer with with no minor league games being played just for me it's seeing uh how these kids develop you know through the year uh the surprises of some you know that'll jump up you know maybe the disappointments of others um you know like a kid like it was really special last year was like when uh, Plesak and Saval, you know, nobody had heard of them. <laughs> not, not, I mean, I have been, other people have, but not many had heard of them before the season and they make the jump and they do tremendous, you know, up there. And that's, you know, a testament to the developmental staff. But um, those, those two are work, I mean, um, work addicts as well. They put in a lot of time um, you know, that a lot of people don't see. And I think that's a lot, um, which is neat about the minor leagues. I mean, you don't see the behind the scenes, how much time that they put in, you know, with the developmental team. And then even when they're on their own, um, you know, that goes into um, 
them maturing as players. And that's, that's, I, I, I won't be able to see them, you know, either live or on video, um, getting those reps against live pitching. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to be a detriment to a lot of these guys is they're just not going to get that, you know, the hitters, the reps against the, you know, pitching and the pitchers, you know, against uh, good live, you know, live hitting. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how much it does hamper some, some players, I think. Okay, go ahead. Well, I, no, I was going to ask if uh, if next year, you know, the face of minor league baseball looks different if uh, the, the number of teams is is contracted. If Mahoning Valley doesn't feel the team next year, uh, yeah. if, if that's a possibility, what what does that mean? Uh, you know, not not just for you moving forward, yeah. but but for for the the Indians and the uh, all of baseball. Well, it's it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you what, because there's a lot of guys I know that, that I've even uh, talked to that are really worried about, you know, that they're not going to get their chance because there's a lot of guys that are going to be, if Mahoning Valley doesn't have a team, the Indians are going to be looking at cutting about 30 or 40 other players, you know, minor league players. And for not them not having a chance this year, you know, and in the minor leagues, there might be a lot of guys that their last chance was, you know, a year and a half ago, and they're not going to have jobs in, if we have a minor league season next year heading into it. And that's a, they're just, there's a lot of that anxiety going around. Like, you know, you you know, you know, your top picks are going to get their chances. They're not going to cut them, you know, and, but a lot of those guys that are in the middle and maybe mid, mid draft picks or some international guys that, you know, haven't peaked yet, they might not get their opportunities. And that's going to be the, the, the real change of it is, is there's going to be guys that could have, maybe had a better chance of making it as an outside shot, making it to the majors, you know, maybe like a potential 33rd round Roberto Perez. That that guy might be cut, you know, next year and not get that extra year or two to develop like, you know, maybe Roberto did and and potentially end up making it. And that, that's the different thing. It's, it's going to be weeded down a lot. It, it will trim the fat, but, you know, those guys that, let's say one in a hundred chance that one guy might not be that one chance anymore, you know? Right. So that's, that's the hard thing I think to see for a lot of these kids. Right. Hoynes, you got anything else for Todd before we cut him loose? Todd, what, what does this do to uh, the, the, the development staff? What do they do to uh, keep their hands on these guys that aren't, you know, haven't been invited to East Lake? How much of a, you know, they really have to kind of change their yeah. whole approach to scouting and, and not scouting, but, you know, coaching, developing. Yeah. Uh, and they, you really yeah. have to put a lot of faith in, what, 18-year-old you, you know, yeah. kids to, to do, not to only to listen, but to do yeah. what they, they, you know, that, what they're instructed to do. Yeah. And, you know, it is. A lot of it's going to be on the, the you know, the shoulders of these, these kids to implement, you know, what the Indians are telling them. And from what I've heard that, that they're in constant contact with them, you know, as far as um, what they want to see them be doing and what they should be doing and what should, they shouldn't be doing as far as, uh, you know, um, pitchers throwing, you know, um, what they're allowed to do, but they are in uh, contact with them a lot, which all the team, from what I've heard, all the major league teams are and uh, hearing that, um, um, 
uh, you know, for most of them, the, the hardest thing is like we kind of talked about, I think last time with uh, someone like an Emmanuel Clace or something is actually getting in contact with them because, yeah. you know, how hard right. it is to, you know, you know, someone maybe out of the country to keep in contact with. But they, the development staff is, from what I know, is doing uh, a real good job checking in with them and letting them know what they should be doing and stuff. And, you know, someone like a Tyler Freeman, I'll just let you know who's going to be on East Lake. You know, he's been down in Texas working hard um, with uh, ROC um, athletic training with Stephen Kwan and Jonathan Engelman, two other prospects, and they've been living together. And, you know, they've been on a, you know, a daily thing where they lift and then they go to a field and they hit and stuff like that this whole time. And the, the cool thing about Tyler is, um, from what I've heard is, you know, the biggest thing about Tyler is people knock him for his power. Well, he's, he's looking pretty buff right now. He's put on about 10 pounds of muscle. And, wow. and some of that pop, you know, lack of pop hopefully shows up maybe more this year. But he's really dedicated to get a little stronger. Um, you know, because that was a con one of the concerns about him is, you know, is he just a singles hitter, you know, that hits 300 or, you know, does he have a little, you know, pop to his game? And, yeah. you know, I, I just, I just, I, I want people to remember, you know, Francisco Lindor at the same age, Tyler Freeman hit three homers last year, hit only three homers as his 20 year, you know, year old year in the minor leagues. So these guys do mature and they develop and you know i would i don't like when people put caps a lot of time and restrictions on what these guys can do at that young age because you don't know how their you know body's going to physically change and how they're going to mature you know as hitters as well but uh it'll be interesting that's one thing i'm looking forward to see, seeing if uh if that transitions to tyler's game a little more uh right. which you know would be would be cool to see right well it's a, a unique situation for sure uh for the next potentially for the next two months you, you've yeah. got basically all of the indians most of the indians top prospects are all the ones that are are close to being able to help the team uh working out in one place it's a unique uh, scenario that we've never seen before so yeah uh, and unfortunately we won't get to see it but yeah. we, we know we, we sort of know it's there Yep. All right. Well, we're uh, we're up against uh, time here, so uh, Todd just wanted to uh, thank you again for uh, for checking in with us. And uh, unfortunately, no minor league season, but we'll uh, we'll keep checking in with the prospects who are working over at East Lake, and and hopefully we'll have uh, some more to report on later on yep. this summer. Uh, look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you guys. Dad. All right. Take care. Take care.